No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. Good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. Tonight's recommended drink, as always, cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack is bland brand no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast here on D-Live with your recently partnered host, Boogie Bumper. This is the Daily Boogie Wednesday night edition, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Thank you so much for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure to see you there once again. I hope you had a lovely day because I certainly did. And as you can see, for some reason, uh, my restream, the YouTube chat is broken. So it's just putting the same message over and over and over and over again in YouTube. So I guess if people are chatting in YouTube, I can't see it. The only, it's only playing my own message back to me constantly. So I don't know what's going on with YouTube, man. But <laughs> just gonna just going to keep saying, YouTube chat is broken. Laugh out loud. <laughs> Thank you for the diamond overage. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Thank you for sharing the show out. If you did, if you didn't, well, that's okay too. I understand completely. So much to get through, so little time. As always, here on a Wednesday night, Daily Boogie Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to complain about the YouTube chat being broken, don't fucking come to me. Because <laughs> I didn't do it. It's not my fault. I didn't do anything. I just got it, man. So <laughs> follow me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. If you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceedings, then the preferred method is, of course, head to dlive.tv slash Boogie Bumper. Get some of those sweet little lemons and leave those soury little succulent suckers in my fruit bowl. Or you can head to the link down below, streamlabs.com slash Boogie Bumper. <laughs> now everyone's doing it. YouTube chat is broken. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on with YouTube, man. <clears throat> I don't know what's happening. But it's happening. It, it's having like a uh, Johnny Five is alive kind of moment. It's just it's it's having a Westworld kind of experience. Is the YouTube chat, and I don't know why, but it's broken. YouTube chat is broken, man. Um, so much to get through, so little time. Want to try and have a little bit of fun tonight. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Before we get too far down the road, I do I will explain the concept of super spreading. No, it's not something that happens after midnight. It's far less fun than that. It's not entertaining at all. It's not fun. It's not sexual. Super spreading. Although you may have heard the term in a sexual context. Although you will be fucked by it. So it's one of those things. It's not sexual, but it's going to fuck you. No disassemble. No disassemble number five. <laughs> YouTube chat joined chop. <laughs> hey, anybody, Captain Henchman in the chat, did you know something is wrong with the YouTube chat? I had no idea, but thank you for joining us nonetheless. So we're going to get into super spreading and just exactly what that means. But before we do, I want to show you this little clip here, which is pretty fresh. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I've spoken about this guy before. This is Peter Hitchens. Peter Hitchens is an author, uh, a columnist in the UK. He's the brother of the late, great Christopher Hitchens. Now, the funny thing about Peter Hitchens is, whilst Christopher Hitchens was like a an angry atheist, 
uh, a socialist for much of his life, although I think he turned into a bit of a libertarian towards the end. Um, Christopher Hitch, uh, Peter Hitchens is the opposite. He's a monarchist. He's a con- he's a constitutional monarchist. He's a conservative. He used to be a Trotskyite when he was younger, so he was like an angry, uh, anarchistic, nihilist leftist when he was younger. But he later, you know, converted to become like a Christian conservative. And he's pretty based when he talks about things. So this clip came out earlier today. Uh, the left-wing mobs, because he likes to ride a push bike and he likes to take a stroll around, you know, his local... I think he lives in Oxford. He likes to go on evening strolls. So <laughs> the mob has found him and are now doing the... We're going to follow Peter Hitchens around wherever he goes and start harassing him, right? And this reaction is fucking priceless. This is a Chad move. He's an older guy. He's got to be like nearly 70 years old. Um, Just have a look at this. Have a look at his reaction to the way he's being followed around by this angry mob with bull horns chanting that Peter Hitchens has got to go and stuff. This is absolutely fantastic. (laughs) He could not care less. It's like they're not even there. <laughs> it's like, whatever. <laughs> As everyone's going over to YouTube now. <laughs> he has a parade, exactly. <laughs> Full Chad move from Peter Hitchens. Ah, just enjoying the sunlight, enjoying the fresh air. It's a beautiful summer's day out there in in Britain. Don't you? Peter, Peter, what do you think of the angry mob chasing around? The what? The what? Pardon me? The who? <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice you there. Well, hello there. <laughs> so I've always been a big fan of Peter Hitchens. Um, if, you, if you're not sure of who he is, I found this little clip earlier. This will give you some idea of the kind of guy Peter Hitchens is. But it doesn't do any good being rude to people, uh, except to politicians who deserve it. <laughs> Maybe this is why he didn't care. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't do any good being rude to people, except for politicians. Oh, Rational Times, do that's not broken. People, uh, except to politicians who deserve it. It, it, it. it doesn't do any good being rude to people who are, who are, at, the, who are at the bottom end of society. What it, uh, many of them are acting perfectly rationally. If you create an enormous welfare state, people will obviously go and collect the welfare which is offered to them, and they will behave in the way which the welfare state persuades them to do. That's why we're in such a mess. But until we get serious welfare reform aimed at bringing back the, the, the solid family life which people used to enjoy in this country and which used to, used to be particularly good for the upbringing of children, then these problems will persist. And I just Any relation to Christopher? Yeah, it's his brother, his younger brother. Thing, uh, Eric Pickles is showing off and pretending to be a conservative well, without actually being one and offending people without doing any good. And my mum struggled, and how dare you, sir? How, how dare you, sir? <laughs> look at the look on his face because it's... A, when it comes to Hitchens, like whenever he puts his opinion out there, people accuse him of all kinds of fucking shit. You know, oh, you hate people, you hate me, you're a disgusting human being. He's always like, what's wrong with you? 
I, I, I don't understand how me having an opinion is in, in some way making your life more difficult. You know? <laughs> the, the, the women... how, how dare you, Peter? And single parents on... My mum was on welfare. How dare you say anything bad about welfare? Oh, OK. Councillor says living on benefits are therefore, by definition, problem families. How dare you? Well, that's... How dare you? <laughs> He, he sincerely doesn't like the insults do not concern him at all. He's like, eh, whatever, <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> have, I, have I said any such thing? Your phony outrage uh, would be justified, <laughs> but as I didn't, it isn't. And you really do need to do a bit better. Than I made a note. <laughs> yes. I made a note. You talked about problem families being fatherless, and you talked about them yeah. being on benefits, yeah. and that yeah. describes the family life. That it's describes a, me yeah. as a child. Well, and we were not a problem family. It's a subject under discussion. I didn't say anything about your family or anything or anything of the kind. You're just engaging in phony outrage. I am not for, for political in phony propaganda outrage. purposes, which is what your party always does. <laughs> Oh, fair oh, one more quick one on immigration. Uh, yep. Yeah. So it's got nothing to do with it, but I'll answer the question anyway. Um, the, 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 the point here is actually a much deeper one. Emily Thornberry's party, as we now know, because of the astonishing revelations of Andrew Nether, a former New Labour worker, deliberately uh, hoped to transform this country through mass immigration uh, during its time in office and has very largely succeeded in doing so, as people in many parts of this country know very well. Mm. Uh, the, the extent of the transformation by mass immigration is unprecedented. Look at, look at the look on this fucking war pig's face, huh? Have a look at the... Uh, uh. <laughs> I don't know if she's... I don't know if she's... Uh, I don't know if that's the look of discontent and disdain or if that's the look of somebody trying to pass a whole rib dinner. You know what I mean? So first she gets upset that he has an opinion about welfare families and families being on welfare and, and you know, single mother households and stuff like that. Probably a very well-reasoned opinion supported by evidence and facts and all of those things that some people dislike. But now that he's talking about mass immigration has fundamentally changed uh, the nature of British society, which it undoubtedly has, <laughs> which to, to deny would be fucking insane. But see, see, this is the reaction. This is what reality does to some people. This they have a natural aversion against it, like they they can't. It's like two positively charged ions. Like they can't handle it. It hurts them emotionally in their soul, physically. <sighs> She's having a physical, emotional reaction to the words that, you know, mass immigration has changed this country. Oh, 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 what? What? <laughs> I love, I hope they never change. This stuff, you know, this brings me joy seeing these kinds of reactions in people. In our national history, the Conservative Party. Look at it, look at it. <laughs> Like, I don't know, you're trying to be tough or something? What's going on here? Yeah, I'm eyeing you off. Got my eye on you, Mr. Hitchens. Not gonna, I'm not gonna put up with that. Not gonna listen to this shit all day, Mr. Hitchens. You and your stupid reality. It's fucking offensive. How, how dare you, Mr. Hitchens?
party uh, pretends to be against this, uh, but also knows deep down that unless particularly we leave the European Union, it has no power to act on this matter. So every so often, word goes out from our Prime Minister, Mr. Slippery, uh, to Mr. his ministers. Uh, to, uh, to say, will you come up with something which sounds conservative because we're losing too many votes to UKIP. And so out comes Eric Pickles with his stuff about problem families and out comes Theresa May with her guidelines uh, about immigration. I promise you none of these things will happen. Uh, there will be no difference. The mass immigration will continue at its, at its unprecedented He wasn't wrong. Levels. The country will continue to be transformed. If you're in favour of that, then that's fine. What my problem is nobody was ever, ever asked about whether we wanted this. And by the time we discovered that it had happened, it was too late to do anything about it. And I really do think people should be a little bit more discontented about that than they are. So obviously you can see why he's so offensive and so awful and needs to be chased around. But as is the Peter Hitchens way, ladies and gentlemen, when confronted with the angry mob with an aversion to reality, there's only one way to go about it. Just a lovely little afternoon stroll in the British summer. Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> Peter Hitchens, ladies and gentlemen. So I thought that was great. Uh, let's get on to this. I saw this tweet a couple of days ago. And I thought, oh, no, it's happening again. Do you remember how we spoke about over the last few days, over the last few weeks, pardon me, I put forward a theory for you to chew over, to mull over, and I hope you chewed on it. I hope you were mulling constantly over the last few weeks because the time is almost at hand for our little theory, our little prediction to come to fruition, as we knew it would. I said to you a few weeks ago, Gypsy with a diamond. Thank you for the diamond, Gypsy. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? I said to you a few weeks ago, the way this is going to work in regards to the coronavirus lockdown and then the easing of restrictions, just handing you a little bit of your freedom back, little tiny bite-sized chunks at a time. Okay, now you can have four people over at a barbecue. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Very happy about that. Okay, now you can have 10 people. Oh, yeah, 10 people. Now you can sit down at a restaurant, but only for half an hour. And the waiter has to throw the food at you from across the room. And you've got to catch it in a big baseball mitt. Oh, that sounds great. It's lovely. Okay, now you can have 20 people at a bar, but you're only allowed to have one drink and you've got to stand six feet apart and you've got to line up out the door. Oh, fantastic. Oh, yes, wonderful. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for giving us a little bit of our freedom back, Mr. Government. We're very happy about this. And I said to you, the way it's going to work, act surprised when it happens, is over the coming months, you're going to be given a little bit of freedom back and then they're going to yank it away from you again. Well, the fix is in. The setup is in, ladies and gentlemen, as it was always going to be. Have a look at this from MIT Technology, uh, Technology Review, who do some good stuff from time to time. There's more evidence to, to suggest most COVID-19 infections are transmitted by super spreaders. Dun, dun, dun! The super spreaders, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 
Winning TV with a diamond. Follow Winning TV, by the way. DLive.tv slash Winning TV. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. Oh, wait, it's the government. Well, it's close enough. If you were in Britain, you could say that because they have lords. Close enough. So what, what exactly is a coronavirus super spreader, ladies and gentlemen? For me, it's a little bit like the... Uh, it's a bit like the nationalism thing. So remember back in 2014, we had a problem with the nationalists. And then as we got closer to 2016, as we moved into 2015, it wasn't good enough to just be a nationalist. They weren't a problem enough. Then we had the ultra-nationalists. Remember that? Oh, we'll see. You've got the nationalists, you've got the super-nationalists, and then you've got the ultra-nationalists. Ah, right. And the ultra-nationalists are obviously far worse than the super-nationalists. But here we have the coronavirus spreaders... We have the asymptomatic coronavirus carriers, we have the spreaders, and now we have the super spreaders. Double deadly. <laughs> if this article doesn't confuse you, <laughs> then you must be gifted. And by gifted, I mean retarded. As, as we learn more about the coronavirus spreads between people, there's more evidence to suggest that most infections are transmitted by a select few individuals we call super spreaders. I guess they're like night walkers. Uh, day walkers, pardon me, like the Blade movie. Very special genetically engineered super spreaders. Here's what a super spreader is, the role these people play in transmitting the virus and what we're trying to do about it. Because we've got to do something. What is a super spreader? The word is a genetic term for an unusually contagious individual who's been infected with the disease. In the context of, of the coronavirus, scientists... Have a listen to this. They're on top of this, guys. If you were concerned at all about the super... Don't be concerned about the super spreaders. We're going to tell you what the super spreaders are, and we're also going to tell you how little we know about them. <laughs> this is a fantastic piece. <laughs> Pardon me. The word is a generic term for an unusually contagious individual who's been infected with the disease. In the context of the coronavirus, scientists haven't narrowed down how many infections someone needs to cause to qualify as a super spreader. Okay. So that's the first that's the first piece of evidence here. We have these things called super spreaders. What are super spreaders, sir? Well, super spreaders are people who who infect an unusually high amount of people. Right. How many people do you have to infect to become a super spreader? We don't know. <laughs> um, well, can we, can we narrow it down? Is it three? Is it five? Is it ten? We don't know. We can't put a number on it. <laughs> All we know is there are super spreaders out there. Super spreaders spread the infection superlily, and we don't know how many of them they are, and we don't know how many people they have to infect in order to become a super spreader. Right. I told you, we're on top of this. Don't panic. <laughs> Researchers are beginning to come to a consensus. So they have a consensus about super spreading, but they can't even decide how many people you need to infect in order to be one, which is interesting. After several new studies showing that coronavirus transmission more or less follows the 80-20 Pareto principle named after the Italian economist Vilfredo Pareto. 80% of all consequences come from just 20% of possible causes. For COVID-19, this means 80% of new transmissions are caused by fewer than 20% of the car uh, carriers. Lucky we locked up 100% of the people then. Instead of the 20%. See, I guess if they could identify the 20% who are apparently quote-unquote super spreaders, then the 80% would be able to go about their business, and that really wouldn't be good. That wouldn't be convenient for the people who want to... Uh, 
rip our freedoms away. This means 80% of new transmissions are caused by fewer than 20% of the carriers. The vast majority of people infect very few others or none at all. This, has, this is developing, this story. It's a select minority of individuals who are aggressively spreading the virus. A recent uh, preprint looking at transmission in Hong Kong supports those figures, while another looking at transmission in Shenzhen, China, pegs the number at closer to 80-10. Lots of outbreaks around the world have been linked to single events where a super spreader likely infected dozens of people. For example, a choir practice in Washington State infected about 52 people, one Chad, I assume. One Chad, a clarinet player, because clarinet players get all of the pussy in the brass band. So I've been told. It's what they can do with their fingers and their tongue, apparently. A mega church in Seoul was linked to the majority of initial infections in South Korea, and a wedding in Jordan with about 350 guests led to 76 confirmed infections. What makes someone a super spreader, I hear you ask. Thank you for asking. Good question. We don't know yet what it is, what is about the biology. <laughs> Sorry. We don't know yet what it is about the biology of some people that causes them to be super spreaders. Oh, good. <laughs> what makes you a super spreader? We don't know. How many people do you have to infect in order to become a super spreader? We don't know. We can't say for sure. Are super spreaders real? Absolutely. We have consensus. We have scientific consensus. We all agree that super spreaders are a real thing. Really? What are they? We don't know. How many people do they infect? I can't tell you. I wish I could tell you. I wish I could help you out, kiddo. But we just don't know. It might have something to do with the increased viral loads and shedding more virus than is normal, but we still don't know what would trigger this, let alone to how to identify it through practical means. So they can't even they don't even know how to find the super they don't even know how to identify a super spreader when they see one. <laughs> don't worry guys, we've got this under control. Don't worry. The experts are on the case. <laughs> Here is an article that is apparently supposed to tell you all about the super spreaders and why the super spreaders are dangerous. They don't know who the super spreaders are. They don't know how many infections causes a super spreader and they don't know how to find them. <laughs> it's like looking for the wolf man. It's like saying that it's like saying that Bigfoot definitely exists, but we just have no way of determining if it's a Bigfoot or not. Ben K Veritas with a diamond says, "Dare we say assault spreader?" Yes, very good, very good. What do we do about the super spreaders? This is a legit headline. Uh, this is a legit question asked in this article. What we do about the super spreaders? Why are we asking what we do about the super spreaders when we don't even know if we can find them or not? When we don't even know who they are? When we don't even have? scientific evidence to determine if super spreaders are actually real. <laughs> Isn't it fantastic? Though we can't medically diagnose super spreaders, we can still limit their impact. How? <laughs> How do you limit something that you can't see? <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out. Please help me out. Contact tracing is still critical for identifying potential carriers and isolating them and anyone they have been in contact with. Ah, oh, yes, of course. Ah, oh, this is making my nipples hard. That's how we'll combat the super spreaders. That's how we'll take care of the super spreaders by 
tech overreach and surveillance. Yeah. Let's just surveil every... How about we surveil everybody? Let's make sure that everybody has downloaded the contact tracing app. We'll make sure that everybody is being controlled and everybody's movements are being restricted and nobody's allowed outside. That's how we'll control the super spreaders. But sir, who are the super spreaders? We don't know. <laughs> sir? Uh, how many people do you have to infect to become a super spreader? I can't tell you. We can't put a number on it. Um, how do we identify a super spreader? We don't really have a way of identifying who the super spreaders are. Right. Are you sure about the super spreader thing? Oh, yeah, there's consensus. Everybody agrees that there's super spreaders out there. We just don't know what makes them a super spreader, who they are, or how they spread it. But we know that they exist. So what are we going to do about this? Yeah, contact tracing tech surveillance, lock everybody up in their homes. You know, the usual stuff. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. What is a coronavirus super spreader? They don't know, <laughs> and neither do we. But apparently contact tracing is the way that we're going to stop them. Isn't it fucking wonderful? So, you can see the groundwork, the groundwork, the groundwork, the groundwork. You can see the groundwork being laid, can't you? You can see the preparations being made now. There's going to be a second wave. It's caused by the lockdown protesters. It's not caused by the race riot protesters. That's a different kind. They're not. They're definitely not super spreaders. They're super predators, but they're not super spreaders. <laughs> Thank you, Hillary Clinton. So that's that's not going to be any problem. But the lockdown guys, definitely a problem. Definitely potentially super spreaders. I, as you know, whiteness is a virus in of itself anyway in the first place. So... It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if all the super spreaders are white. Hmm. Thank God the Karens are out there. So this, you can see the groundwork being laid. And now we get this report, ladies and gentlemen, from CNN. Why a second shutdown over coronavirus might be worse than the first. Yeah, come on now. Come on now. Let's do it. I can feel it. I can feel it. Coming in the air tonight. Hold on. The second shutdown is going to be worse than the first. We've already, we've gone over this question previously, right? Remember when we were watching the UK, I think it was a BBC or Channel 4 report. And the guy legit said on the report, oh, taking people out of quarantine is more dangerous than putting them in. And, you know, little old idiot boogie bumper here. I'm like, put my hand up. I'm like, but sir... If taking people out of quarantine is more dangerous than putting them in, why did we put them in? <laughs> Thank you for coming. I'll see, see you in hell. hell. If taking people out of quarantine is more dangerous than putting them in, why did we put them in quarantine in the first place? Oh, to protect them from the virus. Right. But if we're protecting them from the virus by putting them into quarantine, how is it then more dangerous to let them out of quarantine? Well, as soon as we let them out, everybody's going to get sick again. Right. And this is going to be worse than putting them into quarantine. Correct. So why did we put them into quarantine? To protect them from the virus. Gotcha. <laughs> it's not confusing at all. I mean, you would be forgiven for thinking that this was all being made up. But as you know, like, I mean, we just went over the article. We know that super spreaders exist. We just can't tell you how they spread it, how many people they infect, or how to stop it. Holy shit! Holy shit! Over edge, dropping a guinea on us. Thank you so much. Very generous of you. So we have super spreaders. We don't know who they are. We don't know how to stop them. We don't know how it spreads. We don't know how many people they infect. 
We know that the second wave of coronavirus is going to be worse than the first because putting people into lockdown is more dangerous than letting them out. Are you keeping up at home? I hope you're keeping up and I hope you're taking notes. And let it be known that all of this is a big fucking surprise. <laughs> I mean, it's not like we didn't predict this fucking shit a month ago or anything. Every now and then people like make a joke in the chat or something and say, Boogie, are you from the future? No, I'm not from the future. It's just politicians and people who crave power and bureaucrats are more predictable than Sunrise. They are metronomic in their behaviour. We know what these people are going to do before they know what they're going to do because they're programmed cyborgs. They're not real. They're not real people. <laughs> they are rules followers and rules enforcers and they love following rules and making rules and making regulations. And once you give them a brief, like say, hey, can you please write a whole bunch of rules and regulations for society to follow? Don't ever do that because that's exactly what you'll get. That's exactly what they're going to do to you without, without hesitation. They'll be back in an hour with a phone book of new rules. Have a look at this, boss. I've been sitting on most of these for years. It's about time we'd be able to crack the whip over the backs of these fucking peasants. You'll do what you're told. <laughs> so let's see this CNN report. Why the second shutdown is going to be worse than the first. Can't wait. Reopening now on pause in Oregon and Utah as ah. new cases mount. Pause. As long as we give the virus an opportunity to jump from one host to another... That's what it's going to do. <laughs> you see? You see the little mind game that's being played here? By giving, if we give, I, I said, I've said to you before, right? The problem is not going to be the virus. The problem is going to be freedom. Freedom will be the thing that's causing people to get sick. This is, this is the manipulation in slow motion. They're going to say that your freedom is making people sick. Your freedom is killing people. Your freedom is the problem. It's not the virus. The virus takes a back seat. The freedom is the thing that we need to eradicate. So you see there, it's, it's in the subtext of her comment, and she doesn't even know it. As long as we give the virus an opportunity... Coffee Talk with Sandra with a diamond. Thank you for joining us. And follow Coffee Talk with Sandra, by the way. She'll be on later on tonight, I suspect. Coffee Talk with Sandra, dlive.tv slash Coffee Talk with Sandra. Here is my hall pass. Well, thank you for bringing a note. I will have to double check, though, because I you you strike me as the kind of kid who would have forged signatures when they were younger. Don't know about you, mate. So you can see it in the subtext of what she's saying there, right? As long as we give the virus an opportunity to jump from person to person, because your freedom is the problem. You're the cause. The freedom is the cause. We're, we're giving the virus life by going outside and mingling with each other, you see? It's our fault. Do you see the subtext of what's being said here? Expect more of this. The governor of Texas looking to July 4th for a full reopening of his state as Harris County, which includes Houston, records some of its highest numbers to date for new cases and hospitalizations. We've got to take action now so that we avoid a shutdown in the future. Ah. Houston's Energy Stadium being prepped as a field hospital just in case. <laughs> 19 states are trending up in the past week. Ah. Texas, Florida and South Carolina posting yep. single day records as the CDC predicts 130,000 virus related deaths by July 4th. Uh, that didn't happen, though, did it? <laughs> are we still on our way? 
Are we still on our way there? What month is this? What, where, what, what day are we in? What month are we in? Is there another what? Is there another month? What month are we in now? I, I, I have to do the count. January, February, March, April, June, July. No, we're in the sixth month. We're in the sixth month where uh seems we're about 12 days past, 14 days past. Death day. <laughs> this has been this has been being worked for quite some time. The super spreaders, the second wave. Get ready. It's coming. We're in the early days of the pandemic, and yep. if only five or ten percent of the population has has had this infection, we have a really long way to go. The agency recommending the best way to stay safe, keep your distance, avoid travel, and wear a mask. Right. I know it's become politicized. Put that aside. The virus knows no politics. Oh, boom. <laughs> the virus knows no politics. Politicians know politics, though. It's an outcome no one wants, but could become a harsh reality. A second wave of shutdowns, ladies and gentlemen. This is the article. After So, so that's an old video, but the article came out Yes, two days ago. Two days ago. It's an outcome no one wants, but could become a harsh reality. Like, think of putting that video alongside this article. By by July 4, everyone's going to fucking die. Well, it didn't quite work out. Read on and you'll find out that there's a chance. Hey, don't worry. We're going to have to lock you up again. <laughs> gypsy with a diamond. Thank you for the diamond, Gypsy. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Super spreaders, like contortionists. No, I said it's not very sexual. Get your mind out of the gutter, young lady. It's an outcome no one wants, but could become a harsh reality, a second wave of shutdowns. Weeks after lifting stay-at-home orders, some states are seeing record numbers of hospitalizations from COVID-19 as thousands more Americans get infected every day. It must be because of those damn super spreaders, huh? The super spreaders who we don't know who they are, how they spread it, how many people they infect or what to do with them. <laughs> Seems like we've got some ghost spreaders on our hands. We're going to have to face the harsh reality in some states that we need to shut down again. Dr. Jonathan Rayner, Jonathan Rayner a professor at George Washington University School of Medicine. And the second wave of shutdowns could be more damaging than the first. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this shit? Come on now. <laughs> Are you ready for the second shutdown? It's going to be great. Now that you've got some shutdown experience, I'm, I'm sure you know like which restaurants to order your Uber from, um, how to not pay your rent. You've figured all this shit out now. So you, you should be better prepared for the second shutdown than the first. Because of quarantine fatigue... Because of the economic effects of quarantine, another round of shutdowns might have even larger effects on businesses that may be on the edge of not being able to stay solvent. Dr. Christopher Murray, director of the Institute of Health Metrics and Evaluation at the University of Washington. The economic toll from one round of shutdowns has been staggering. More than 44 million people in the United States have filed for initial unemployment benefits since mid-March. 44 million. But the pandemic is far from over. More than 115,000 Americans have died from coronavirus. <laughs> and hundreds more are dying from the virus every day. People die every day. 
COVID's not taking a summer vacation. I'm fuck. I'm so sick of these little slogans. The virus knows no politics. The virus isn't taking a summer vacation, you know. Stop. Stop with the bumper sticker fucking health advice, please. You don't even know what a super spreader is, but you're you're convinced that they exist. You have no right to come up with uh, fun little, clever little fucking slogans. You have no right to do that. Get back to me on what a super spreader is before you start coming up with the quirky little fucking sayings. Good point. Kimmy with a diamond, thank you for joining us, says we need to eradicate death, Boogie. Good point. A very, <laughs> an underrated point. If only we could do away with death, then none of this would be a problem. COVID's not taking a summer vacation, said Dr. William Schaffner, an infectious disease expert and professor at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. It's actually having new opportunities to spread. Murray said the biggest and most difficult choice states could face in the coming months is managing a potential shutdown, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. So let's see. Let's see how this works in the real world, shall we? Uh, <clears throat> I tell you what, let's let's just jump to this one. This wasn't at all predictable. Now, I want you to think we've got super spreaders. We've got a second round of coronavirus just around the corner. We've got actually, I tell you what, we'll do this one first. Businesses need to be shut down, like just in, like say in Jacksonville, Florida, ladies and gentlemen. Coronavirus is causing some bars in Jacksonville Beach to close their doors, this time voluntarily. At least five remain closed today after customers tested positive for COVID-19. Ah. News for Jack's reporter Vic Michelucci is joining us live from Jack's Beach, where at one pub, seven employees. <laughs> how, how Chad does Vic Michelucci look? He's got his hand on his hip. <laughs> He's very casual standing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right, Laura. Yeah, we here at the uh, Irish pub. Yeah, it's fucking hot out here, man. I'm telling you what. Yo, yo you want to hang out? Yo. Employees, excuse me, are now infected. Yeah, that's right, bitch. <laughs> Seven tested positive for COVID-19. 42 of them, their test results came back negative, Mary. And he says that this is an important thing to do. Obviously, we don't see the coronavirus, but now there are stricter measures. If you were to come back to lynch's irish pub when it opens and at other establishments Damn. in this area so this is a lesson for everyone for all of you oh thank you our dub choir with the diamond thank you for joining us says working late over here thanks for the show man thank you for joining us erica crisp is not being shy about what she says happened to her what and 15 of her friends what happened she erica? tells us they all tested positive for coronavirus ah. after a night out in jacksonville beach ah. they've all been stuck indoors for months being careful yep. so regina payton with the diamond thank you for joining us says hi i used to be regina just lurking there you go i used to be a sperm we all make changes. So distancing, doing everything the right way. And then the first night we go out, Murphy's Law, I guess. Eight days after showing symptoms, she's talking to us about how she caught the sickness while she's still recovering, telling us the common thread was they all met out at Lynch's Irish Pub on June the 6th. The only thing we have in common is that night at that one bar. After learning about the case... You know what I would do if I was a very Machiavellian business owner? Genuinely, I would pay my friends to go.
go to one of my competitors' restaurants or my competitors' bars and then say that they're isolating for potential coronavirus because you, they can't dig into your personal medical records. They're not allowed to do that, right? So there'll be no way for the local news to verify whether or not you had coronavirus because they can't go up to your doctor and say, does this person have the coronavirus? Because the doctor's not allowed to say it's, that would break the law. So I would get like five or 10 friends. I would pay them hundred bucks a pop. If, you know, make sure that they don't have a job to go to or something like that. And I would make them go into a restaurant of a competitor or the bar of a competitor, come home and then uh, get a report to the local news saying, hey, 10 people at this local bar are now self-isolating under threat of having coronavirus. Bang. Your competitor has to shut their doors. Shut their doors for a month. And as soon as they reopen again, you send more people in there. Bang, straight away. Oh, there's something wrong with this place. They're getting coronavirus. <laughs> if I was a son of a bitch, I'm not a son of a bitch, so I wouldn't do it. But I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if some people out there are trying to do shit like that. Why not? Why not? Everybody's an asshole, so what's the difference? Case's general manager, Keith Doherty, closed shop. We can't guarantee that people aren't going to get sick because of the nature of this virus, but... We can't guarantee that people are going to get sick because of the nature of the virus, but uh, we can do our best to not give a fuck. I think that's the important thing. That's what I would have said. We're going to keep on top of what we can do to prevent things. Prevent 49 things. employees got tested, 7 came back positive and are in isolation. Over the weekend, a cleaning company sanitized lynches from top to bottom, and Doherty says... When How did they scrape all of those that little dry blood out of the tiles, though? He does decide to reopen again. There's going to be hand sanitizer stations all over the place. <laughs> Rational Times says, Someone claimed the restaurant I worked at had the virus and business skyrocketed. <laughs> the employees are going to be wearing masks, and everyone, the workers... Ring and the, the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the gifted sub overage. Customers will have to get a temperature check at the door. So this is the thing, right? We've had this experience in Australia before already over the last month or so. And this is why I was talking about you're going to get a little bit of your freedom back and then they're going to yank it away from you. So the government will come out and say, well, uh, we can let the kids go back to school again. That's fine. They find one child. So even though they're social distancing at all of these places, right, you still have to social distance, right? They're saying you got to social distance, got to social distance. It'll stop the spread of the virus. Oh, okay, great. So we can still we can still do kind of normal stuff, except we have to stand six feet apart. Is that right, sir? Correct. Great. Let's go to school. Let's go to school. Let's go to the bar. Let's go to the restaurant. We're social distancing. Everything's fucking sweet, mate. Beer and Skittles. But then one person in that area or one person that's had a link to that area, they discover, hey, this guy's got sick. We have to shut it all down again. But if that's the way we're doing it, then what's the point of the social distancing? I thought the social distancing was we can go back to work, we can go back to school, we can go back to the bars, we can go back to the restaurants. And if somebody gets sick, that's okay. I'm safe because I'm six feet away from them, right? No, 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 no. No, oh, no, no, no. No, 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 dear citizen. That's not how it works. We have all of these strange rules and regulations for you to follow. But if somebody gets sick, we're going to shut the door yet again. Yet again. <laughs> So why are we doing the social distancing thing then, sir? Oh, because we're protecting you from the virus. Now, on top of that, you also have this fun little development, which wasn't 
predictable in any way, shape or form. This is truly a, a, just a huge fucking surprise here, ladies and gentlemen, this. The president's Tulsa rally is shaping up to be a monster event. A monster? His campaign claims one million people have requested tickets. It's an amazing, nobody's ever heard of numbers like this. But Oklahoma's Republican governor... You got big numbers, tremendous numbers. Huge numbers. ...is urging Trump to move the rally from the BOK Arena, which holds 19,000 people, to a larger venue outdoors. Health officials in Tulsa are calling for the rally to be canceled. COVID-19 cases there are on the rise. <laughs> Let it settle in. Wow. Who would have thought it would come to this? <laughs> Super spreaders, the second wave is going to be worse than the first. We haven't beaten this yet. You know, the virus isn't taking a summer holiday. <laughs> What's the one thing? That Trump supporters and even Donald Trump himself, what's the one thing that they put above their opponents in regards to optics? What's the one thing that they constantly refer to in the optics game as self-evidence, proof positive that uh, he is far more popular than the mainstream media will let you know? What is that? I'll give you a guess. <laughs> but the riots are great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Trump will cause the second wave. I would I wouldn't put put it past him. Yes, health officials. Our greatest ally. Very good, Lou Frigno. <laughs> Fantastic get. Of course, I'm talking about rally turnouts, right? Of course, we're talking about the the footage of the people lined up at the rallies for hours and hours and hours in the full room. The thing that he literally refers to in every fucking rally. They won't, the, ca the fake news media won't turn the cameras around. Look at them. They won't show this huge crowd. They're not going to show the crowd because they're very, very dishonest people. Terrible people. They're not going to show you that. What a surprise that it would come to this. Urging Trump to move the rally from the BOK Arena, which holds 19,000 people, to a larger venue outdoors. Health officials in Tulsa are calling for the rally to be cancelled. COVID-19 <laughs> cases there are on the rise. But Trump allies are... See, you might think that this runs counter to the, the current George Floyd protest, but it doesn't if you think about it. Let me help you out here, baby birds. It's actually the same because, you see, the health experts are not going to denounce the George Floyd protests because that's against white supremacy. And they're going to denounce the Donald Trump rallies because that's for white supremacy. You see how this works? I hope that helps you out. The Donald Trump rallies are just for white supremacists, so we need to get rid of them. It's Yes, it's all tied together. It's kind of the same, but it's a bit different, fascist hippie. You know what I mean? Like, just because they look different and taste a little bit different doesn't mean that they're not the same, you know? It's like, you know, when I put the Cocoa Pop in my mouth and I put the Rice Krispie in my mouth, they're basically the same, except for the fact that they look different and they taste different. But other than that, it's the same thing. You know what I mean?
You know what I'm saying? So, so the George Floyd riots, they're uh, against racism and shutting down the Donald Trump rallies is against racism. That's how we win. It's just a bunch of white supremacists anyway. What are you worried about? See, Arthur Blake gets it. Ah, I see. You see? See, it makes total sense. Hitting back. Now, why did none of these people wailing about the health hazards of Trump's oh, future Laura. rallies voice any real sustained concern about the shoulder-to-shoulder protesters screaming at the top of their lungs? Because, because it's about racism, you white cunt. That's They're why. So, so contradictory, praising the... Hi, Kaylee. <laughs> Hi, Kaylee. Sorry, I used bad language. A crowd of protesters criticizing the million people who signed up for a Trump rally. Check out the front page of today's New York Post. This is fine. This is dangerous. Mayor Bill de Blasio denies a double standard. <laughs> of course he does. Of course he does. You know why? Because telling people like Bill de Blasio that they have a double standard and being and they're being hypocritical is entirely pointless. They know they have a double standard. They know they're being hypocritical. Because it's not about principles. It's not about consistency. It's not about doing the right thing. It's not about being, you know, consistent and uh, concise and having a rule for everybody to follow. It's not about that. It's about screwing you. <laughs> They will say whatever they have to say. They will do whatever they have to do to screw you into the ground. And that's all there is to it. There's no getting around it. Pardon me. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open the kimono here. My wife's currently at home because we're still under lockdown and she's at, she's working at home now, right? So she's in another part of the house. She would never normally send me a message during a show. <laughs> Why censor with a diamond? If you deny it, it didn't happen. She would never normally send me a message during the show. My phone just lit up and I'm like, what the hell? is? This? She must be dying out there. So I've looked at the phone and <laughs> I see an emoji that says shush. And it says, I'm on a conference call and you just screamed out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for you to get back to work, by the way. Uh, I'm about, I'm on a conference call and I hear you yell out, it's about racism, you white cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you're going to get that on the big jobs. It's not my fault. I'm trying to fight against the lockdown, honey. If you're still listening, I'm on your I'm on your side. I'm on your side, damn it. Doing what we can here. <laughs> it's about racism, you white cunt. No, I didn't make a boo-boo. She made a boo-boo by marrying me. That's her fucking fault. That's on her. I have no sympathy for that woman. She wanted this. These are just apples and oranges. Those apples and oranges. They're apples and oranges. Well, they're kind of just because they look a little different. <laughs> and they taste a little different. It doesn't mean that, you know, they're not the same thing. Like this, this is like uh, they look the same and they taste the same, but they're completely different things. You know what I mean? It's like uh, it's like the cocoa pops and the rice krispies. You know, it's like a they look a little different, taste a little different, but they're the same thing. You know what I mean? Protests for racial justice have not led to a surge in COVID nineteen cases, at least not yet. Almost all those activities are out of doors, and many people are indeed 
wearing masks. Dr. William Schaffner says... They're very conscientious, the rioters and the looters. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I feel like I'm living in a fishbowl. Because I know I'm not the only one who remembers vividly. Remember them saying that the masks are pointless, the masks don't do anything? Remember that? That was like a month ago. Two months ago at the most. Don't don't worry about a mask. Don't wear a mask. The masks are pointless. Masks don't do anything. It's all in your head, bro. The masks are bullshit. Don't wear them. It's like, oh, okay. But now the people who throw bricks through windows and set fire to Wendy's stores and auto zones, they're very, they're very responsible people. Very good people. Tremendous people. Because they're wearing a mask when they're out there setting fire to the city. <laughs> so they're, they're protecting the fucking community while they throw rocks through windows. Good for them. It's the white supremacists at the at the Trump rallies who are the real problem. They're not wearing masks at all. I guess they're... Look at them. They're all super spreaders. What's a super spreader, by the way? Well, we don't know. How does one qualify as a super spreader? I can't tell you. How can we identify a super spreader? We've got no idea. But they exist. Oh, of course. I'm a scientist. Don't fucking doubt me. I'm a scientist, you idiot. <laughs> of course they exist. <laughs> Says arenas and stadiums are a different story. Ah. Large numbers of people gathered together yep. for prolonged periods of time yep. in an enclosed space. Yeah. And they're cheering and uh. yelling. Ah. Well, that's an ideal vi- environment for COVID to spread. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I can't. Good point in the chat from Arthur Blake. Antifa always wear a mask. Yes, they're very, they're very conscientious citizens. I've got some Antifa stuff to do in the second half of the show. Wow, imagine that. So the rallies, the riots, the looting, the burning, outside, not a problem. You know why? Everyone's wearing a mask and they're outside. It's great. <laughs> Political rally? Mm-mm. No, no, big smack gonna make everybody sick again <laughs> i fucking love this i love this shit i don't even care i don't i hope they never change winning tv with a diamond says was he talking about the rallies the riots and the rallies can i think it's cut off half of your message there so i don't know what you were saying the pandemic is really taking a toll on the nation's mental health. Ah, a new poll. Yeah, yeah, everyone's going fucking crazy. <laughs> that's what that's what's happening here. Shows that Americans are the unhappiest they've been in 50 years. Donald Trump's fault, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course we're unhappy. Well, of course we're unhappy. Look at who the president is. Fuck him. <sighs> Just 14% of adults say they are very happy. I'm pretty happy. <laughs> Not gonna lie, pretty happy over here. Pretty chill. Like I said, I don't even care anymore. You know, a friend of mine, we were having a discussion about something, like you know, something like the riots and the statues getting torn down and stuff. And they said to me, "Don't get angry." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm not angry. Like, I, I don't want you to change at all. It's the in this shitty world right now, your madness is the only thing that brings me joy." <laughs> Your lunacy is what makes me happy. 
So I don't want you to change. I want you to keep complaining about uh, Coco the monkey on the Coco Pops box being racist. I want that. I want to wake up in the morning and see complaints about things that are awful and racist and offensive because I look at it and I smile. It gives me warm, fuzzy feelings on the inside. To know, you know, like this morning there was that story about the uh, the syrup. What was it? Mama something or whatever. Mama Jemima. Was that her? Who fucking knows? I don't care. <clears throat> Just give me the syrup. <laughs> I think it was like Mama Jemima or something. Oh, we've got to get rid of this because this is racist. And it's like, well, <laughs> look, here's, we've, got our, we've got our Twitch bot back again. Want to become famous? Not particularly. Buy followers, primes and viewers on adviewers.com. I won't be doing that, sir. But thank you anyway for the offer. Rodeon Ring Borrow. the bell and get your cheese, man. Aunt, Jem- Aunt Jemima. Okay. <clears throat> Foggy, thank you for the resub. So, no, I don't I don't particularly want to become famous. Thank you anyway. Um, Aunt Jemima. So, you know, I saw I woke up this morning and saw that that's getting cancelled because that's racist. And I was just like, <laughs> nice. <laughs> because the more it happens, the more stupid it gets. And the more stupid it gets, the more I laugh. Just speaking of... Let's do this. Because we did the the show yesterday, we were talking about the statues. And I was discussing this very radical idea. Hear me out here. If you weren't around for yesterday's show, strap in. Strap in or strap on. Whatever's more appropriate to you. But if you're standing, sit down. If you're sitting, lie down. And if you're driving, please pull over. Because this might blow your mind legitimately. I was discussing this very radical idea that instead of tearing down statues you don't like, why don't you just put your own ones up? right? Like it sounds too crazy to be real. It sounds too crazy to be true. But we have a beautiful situation here in the free world where um, just because there's a statue there, you have the freedom to walk past it. You don't have to salute it. You don't have to care about it. You can even give it the finger if you want. But if a statue is there that's uh, paying homage to somebody who, you know, left Europe hundreds of years ago and settled in a different place, which has then given millions of people throughout the last two centuries an ability to you know have land and build a life for themselves and they can now attribute their success to the fact that hundreds of years ago europeans left europe and settled in a new place then maybe that statue has some affinity for some people and you don't have to like it there might have been reasons for you not to like that person that's represented in the statue but the beautiful part about being in the free world is you can walk past that statue give it the finger and say how much you hate that statue, and then go and build your own statue. Everybody can have a statue. We can have millions of statues. Because, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to tell somebody from a different ethnic group or a different background or a different demographic who they should immortalize in a statue. For me, that would be the height of white privilege, is trying to tell a black guy, hey, this is who you need to celebrate, this is who you need to worship, this is who you need to immortalize in a statue. So you do you. I don't feel the need to celebrate your culture. I don't feel the need to celebrate your history and your culture and your people and stuff because I'm not one of them. That's not, it's not mine to celebrate. Why would I rent your cultural background for myself? That's yours, man. You do what you want with it. But at the same time, you know, how about a little bit of the same in reverse, right? Because if you tell me who I should worship and who I'm supposed to celebrate and what history I'm supposed to celebrate, I'm going to look at you and go, I'll do what I want. But thanks anyway. Thanks for the tip, but I don't care what you think. (laughs) Right? 
as should you when somebody tells tries to tell you how you should do your culture and your icons and your history. So let's make just make more statues. What's the problem? There's plenty of fucking space. Gonna have gonna have a million statues out there in the countryside. I don't care. Build a statue of fucking Snoop Dogg. I don't care. Build a statue of Snoop Dogg smoking a blunt, pointing a gun at the audience. I, I would not care. I would go and see it. I would have a selfie next to it. I would say, this is fucking great. I'm look. I'm hoping for a statue of Cardi B at some, to- at some point in the future. I love that woman. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? So, you know, that's an easy way forward. So I, this, because I was looking for the videos yesterday of like names being changed at buildings and stuff, this came up in my recommended on YouTube. Now, it's a Louis Theroux clip. It's only a few minutes, right? If you don't know who Louis Theroux is, he's, uh, I guess you would say, he's a sarcastic, self-loathing presenter on the BBC. But now, but to be fair, I love Louis Theroux. He's very funny. And he's very good because <clears throat> he doesn't really push an agenda. He is genuinely like, he just, he asks questions very politely and he lets people, you know, explain for themselves what they think. He doesn't. Re- he's not really an agenda guy. He's more about. I just want to show you what this person's like. He's like that. But he's very funny, very laid back, very chilled guy. So, and his docos are always a lot of fun. So I do like him. But he is a self-loathing guy on the BBC, which is fair, which is fair enough. You know what I mean? It's fine. But I like the guy nonetheless. So this is called Louis Theroux meets a racist. <laughs> Let's have a look at Louis Theroux. This Louis. Are you Eddie? I'm Lu- I'm Eddie Louis. I'm Eddie Louis. It's, he's obviously in South Africa. A South African racist. The good place to find a racist, apparently, is when you go to South Africa. Pleased to meet you. Welcome to Vicksburg. You nearly Welcome said you to were Vicksburg. Louis. That's okay. Yes. <laughs> How's it going? Nice, man. Welcome in time. Yeah. It's my daughter. Marty. My daughter. The, the South African accent is one of the hardest ones to do. Marty, I'm Louis. Louis. How do you it. do? Do you have a good trip? Yeah. Nice man. Yeah. Nice man. I like this guy already. Now, if you look carefully, the, the apparent racist, he's got some gold teeth. His two front teeth are gold teeth. But he's saying, why is it all of these racists appear very friendly and very cordial all the time? They seem very nice. Thank you very much. If people are running out of time, I've got an appointment at 1 o'clock at the communal barbecue place. Communal yeah. barbecue. The, We're going for a communal barbecue. Communal barbecue place is where quite a few people come. Yeah. I'm usually the only white man that eats there. This is this is where the racist is eating his lunch, apparently. I'm the only white man who eats there. Going for a communal barbecue. And I'm the only white man who eats there. This man is a racist. <laughs> They all say hello. Hello, everyone. Uh, so, you, what language are you speaking? We're speaking Sasutu Louis. Sasutu. This is the Sasutu area. Yeah. Most Boers don't know how to speak the language where I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they- now, if you don't understand, <clears throat> not all whites in South Africa are Boers. So, the Boers or the Boers, however you want to say it, uh, they're people of Dutch extraction. And there were other people from English extraction. Fun little fun fact, because I got a comment yesterday from somebody who appreciated the Abe Lincoln black pills yesterday. Here's another black pill for you, my British friends. The concentration camp was not invented by the Nazis in World War II. Holy shit! Let me go 
Neil. UK Neil dropping a guinea on us says, congratulations for the partnership, mate. Thank you. And thanks to everyone like UK Neil. UK Neil always sharing the links out, inviting people to the show. And thank you to all of you. It's the only the only reason we got there is because of guys like you and gals like you who share the show out and contribute and join in the chat and stuff. So that's the only reason we got there. It, it belongs to all of us. I'm the only one that has the tick next to my name because I'm fucking special. But for the rest of you, you can take some, I guess, unearned satisfaction. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. So, fun little fact. <clears throat> the concentration camps weren't invented by the Nazis in World War II. The Nazis copied the idea from the British during the Boer Wars, who would put the Dutch in concentration camps during the Boer Wars, which were before, obviously, World War One, in South Africa. <clears throat> so, there is a big difference in, you know, because people like to say all the whites in South Africa, when actually there's... There's a group called the Boers and there's another group of like British people with British backgrounds. They have different languages. So that hardly ever gets discussed outside of South Africa. It's outside of South Africa. But it's true. The Boers were here first and they lived for hundreds of years with the locals and they uh, they got on very well with the locals. And then the British came in and started putting all the Boers into concentration camps and starting wars and starting to take land. And uh, they left the Boers here to die after the wars. So They just need leading and guidance. I'm Louis. Nice to meet you. It's got good genes in that family. Do the have to wear khakis? Is that in the rules? That is military. That's military. <laughs> because Does the family have to wear khakis? Is that in the rules? <laughs> so like I said, he's a funny guy. We're in a war situation in Marty's not wearing them. That one will soon wear them as well, eh, Marty? Yeah. Yeah? Of course, yeah. <laughs> this film going to... BBC Two in Britain. BBC on TV. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Find that. Find that. You know, uh, I mean, I'm trying to sell Africa to the world. I, bl- I love this continent, and Africa needs to come right. Sounds like a racist to me. I'm trying to sell Africa to the world. I love this continent. Africa needs to come alive. They know me. I'm a racist. I believe you mustn't mix black and white kids in the same school. So. Oh. <laughs> So wait, you're telling me that this guy who wants to build up Africa, who wants to support the local community, he eats at a communal African barbecue with all the black people. He's the only white guy who eats there. They like him, obviously. They're talking to him. They're smiles. They're friendly. He wants to build up Africa. He says, well, I am a racist because I think that we shouldn't mix. We should have our own schools. (gasps) Oh. And Louis Theroux, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this strikes Louis in a particularly uh, emotional way. Right. They know me, I'm a racist. I believe you mustn't mix black and white kids in the same school. Sorry, Louis, we're going to really? talk straight. Yes, really? they firmly believe it. They, you believe... Say you, they know you're a racist? Yes, for sure. These people? For sure. Eddie, yes, if sir. you, by your own assessment, are a racist, right? Yes. Then I what am. are you doing here breaking, breaking bread with, uh, with black people? Because I am, because he's a racist as well. The black man is a worse racist than I am. <laughs> but, 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 but. They can't be, they can't be racist. It doesn't exist. Black people can't be racist. It doesn't exist, bro. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. Really? You better believe it. What do you think happened in Rwanda and Burundi, Louis? You better believe it, Louis, you fucking British pig. <laughs> He's not backing down, is he? 
Really? And Louis, Louis starts walking. Louis so uncomfortable that he can't even talk to him face to face. Why says it with the diamond? Races of the world unite, apparently. Yeah. Hey. Hey, Louis. Louis, come back here. Louis, stop walking away from me, you piece of shit. Come here, listen to this, Louis. What do you think happened there, Louis? They did it to their own brothers. The Boers haven't done it. Let me tell you. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, Louis. Let me tell you about this. The Boers didn't do it. Let me yeah. tell you. You English did it more than the Boers. You English killed more black yeah. Aborigines in Australia than the Boers ever did. Oh! <laughs> I like this guy. He's not taking it. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, Louis, you can't come down here and call me a racist. I'm out here having barbecues with the locals. You were wiping out the Aboriginals in Australia, you English piece of shit. <laughs> he's, not, he's not listening to him. Fuck him. <laughs> with the two big gold teeth flashing at the front. Gypsy with the diamond. Thank you for the diamond, Gypsy. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? I see I see his point. He's like, why am I going to be lectured to you by you? Why am I going to let you lecture me? You're not living here. You don't know. Fuck you. <laughs> but we're the polecats of the world. That's not right, Louis. We are here for Africa. Yeah. The British Africa. economy just pulled out yeah. and left a vacuum. And we were said, no, we're not leaving. We're staying here. And we, especially the right wing, are staying here for a cause. And that cause is to improve the level of society. Sounds very racist. He wants to make people's lives better. How awful. What an awful, awful racist. He should be more like Louis Theroux and the English. <laughs> Look, they love him. They love the guy. Smiles, big happy smiles. Yeah. What were you saying, Eddie? Can we get a translation? Okay, I'll tell you. I said that you are my guest. They must give you a real nice, tasty food. I will totally accept if I'm allowed to stay in a multiracial society. But then, in that multiracial society, I must have my own culture. I must be guaranteed my language. I must be guaranteed my prosperity. Um. Let me let me play the part of uh, the person the, con, the 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 British presenter who's concerned about racism, and I'm going to look for a reason to argue against this. Okay, I'm looking for a reason why this is wrong. Help me out here. Why is this guy wrong? I'm try I'm trying. Okay, but don't you think, um, um, so don't you think that you should? But is that? I mean. But it's kind of like they look different and taste different. But isn't it kind of the same thing, really, if you think about it? Like when I put the Cocoa Pops in my mouth and the Rice Krispies in my mouth, they look different, they taste different, but they're kind, aren't they kind of like the same thing, really? If I'm allowed to stay in a multiracial society, but then in that multiracial society... Overedge with a diamond. Thank you for the diamond, Overedge. Says, Ghana offered unhappy blacks to immigrate. None did. Uh, Daryl says, because Louis is the banking type. Banking type. Give you a real nice tasty food. I will totally accept if I'm allowed to stay in a multiracial society. Okay. And then in that multiracial society, I must have my own culture. I must be guaranteed my language. I must be guaranteed my prosperity. It's kind of like uh, being allowed to put your own statues up. Right? Um, but, but, 
why should you be guaranteed your own culture, though? <laughs> yeah, I understand. Culture is very important. And, you know, when you look around the world, it's very important for people to celebrate their own culture and their own have their own language. Like, it's very important. Language is like a uh, direct connection to the culture and to the history. And that's very important for people. But you, sir, uh, you're a white guy in South Africa. Why exactly should you be guaranteed your own language and culture? Exactly. Why? Why would? Why would that be the case? I don't. I don't think that's good. You know, it, but your language and culture isn't inclusive to other cultures and languages. Very good, Ben K. Veritas. <laughs> that's a very good point. <laughs> you know, you can't. I mean, it's very important for other people to have their language and culture, but you can't have yours. I think that's what we're trying to get at here. Why censor with a diamond? Boogie, answer Andrew Jackson for fuck's sake. Is there a problem? Is there a problem with the YouTube chat? I didn't realize. I didn't notice. I had no idea. You better put it in the chat again. If 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 everybody in the YouTube chat could just ask if there's a problem with the YouTube chat that it keeps repeating whichever the last line in the YouTube chat was for whatever reason, just let me know. In fact, if you could just post the same comment ten times, maybe we can break it back to being fixed. Something like that. I'm not sure. But there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I thought that was a very nifty little clip. Apparently, the guy who's trying to build up uh, Africa, who loves Africa, who breaks bread, in the words of Louis Theroux, with the other with the Africans, he's the only white guy who eats at the communal barbecues, has the audacity to say he has no problem living in a multiracial society, in a multicultural society, as long as his language, he can keep his language, uh, he can have his culture, and he's allowed to prosper and then he's got no problem living in a multiracial society that of course is not good enough <laughs> you need to be erased sir we need you out of there because your culture is bad and this culture is good and that's all you need to know that's the main thing why can't we just why can't we just put up other statues no we need to tear yours down first so with that ladies and gentlemen uh, i'm going to take a very quick five minute break I'll be back in a few. Thank you for joining us on this edition of The Daily Boogie. Yes, I do believe the YouTube chat is broken tonight, but that's okay. We'll work around it. Got plenty more stuff to come up after the break, so stick around for five, and we'll see you soon. You're listening to The Daily Boogie Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, on a Wednesday night. your novelty comedy songs organic handmade with painstaking care put into every note well look no further than irrational times using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later irrational times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level new songs and sketches every week so check it out. Idiot Boogie Bumper. Idiot Boogie Bumper. Idiot Boogie Bumper. Idiot Boogie Bumper. 
Idiot boogie bumper. Idiot boogie. <laughs> really giving that one a workout? Come on. <laughs> DLive.tv slash JJ Stone. And we love JJ here on the show. It's the J.J. Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slurricane that the South has to offer. But don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Inverted, narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in in their millions right around the world. Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. Hi. I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian Dick Tracy? You <laughs> have to ruin my evening. Like I, I was just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, you gotta, you just gotta do that. Without the hat, so you're not enjoying it. No. <laughs> Dude, Asian uh, come dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover <laughs> in, in Argentina, but it's not working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I hate oh, come on, you secretly love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so... Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Feeling depressed? Need someone to tell you it's not okay? Do you like goth public access TV? Then join me for The Big Empty every Sunday at noon. Major underscore Tom on DLive with zeros for O's because everything in your life is that difficult. Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. 
That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, wise censored, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee evening, some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you have a heavy bag? <laughs> There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Bessie. Carry old movies and old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Bessie. When we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We never thought that 30 years later It'd still be cool on Saturday night And cheesy movies The ones that used to show us movies It's our special little spot tucked away on the line Enjoy the joy of Pepsi. Enjoy the joy of Pepsi. Enjoy the joy of Pepsi. This Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. This right around on. this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie puppet tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie, come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie, come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us. Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Um, just to let you know, I may do a show tomorrow night at 6. I may do a show tomorrow night. I don't know if I'm going to do one on Friday or not, but I may even do one a Thursday night just for the sake of it, just for fun. Or maybe I'll do something else. We'll talk. I'll talk. I'll talk to my people. We'll see who our people talk to our people and we'll see what we can organise for tomorrow night. But thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back. Plenty more to get through. Just a quick reminder, if you'd like to become... The show's being a bit uh, choppy tonight and the YouTube chat's not working probably, but that's okay. We're ploughing through. We're ploughing through because the show must go on at least for another 45 minutes or so. <laughs> so thank you for joining us. I do want to get into some uh, Antifa stuff, but before we do that, I thought we'd have a little icebreaker 
Maybe something just to break up the show just a little bit. So I'm going to give you the option. It's it's one of the Daily Boogie famous multiple choice questions. And this is for the you, the audience. It's a it's an audience poll. I'm going to let you decide what you want to see. So we have two options here available, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Now, the first one is I'm, I'm not I'm not even going to elaborate too much on what the various stories are. It'll be a nice surprise if you select the right one, I think. The first option I have for you is crazy lawsuit. The second option I have for you is sexy body shaming girl. Which one do you want? Crazy lawsuit or sexy body shame? It's up to you. Superstar body shaming or crazy lawsuits? So press one in the chat for a crazy lawsuit. Press two in the chat for sexy body shame. Your, your decide. Oh, I'm seeing a lot of t- a lot of twos. A lot of twos in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, the twos most certainly have it. So sexy body shame it is then. <laughs> the diamond, the diamond vote. The diamond vote takes it every day of the week. So <laughs> coffee talk with Sandra with the diamond. Thank you so much. Two. Two it is. Alright, so let's do two. You're not going to be disappointed. So thank you for choosing two because I wanted to have a look at this video myself. It's Cardi B, ladies and gentlemen. Yes! Woo! <laughs> it's our girl Cardi. Cardi put a little bit of Cardi put a little video out. I think it was on Instagram. It's ended up on Twitter. Cardi's clapping back at body shamers. Body shaming haters. She doesn't like the body shaming haters. And she's <laughs> She's going to explain her position on body shaming in the way that only Cardi B can. This is not a political video. It's good to see Miss B, Ms. B, get back into uh, her usual, you know, her usual kind of storyline here. Wait, so Sandra can pay for a choice, but I can't pay to be Minister of Fun for Boogie Stand. Correct. Correct. I take bribes, but only to a certain level. I'll take bribes to influence my decisions, but I won't take bribes to uh, influence my appointments, if that makes sense to you. So let's have, let's have a look here at Cardi B. Getting back to what Cardi B does best, she got her tattoo retouched. That's all she was really doing, Kitty B in the chat. Come on, don't ruin this for me, Kitty B. Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> let's see Cardi B doing what she does best. Stop. So... <laughs> do this video because I'm seeing that y'all putting this edited target picture of me looking like a motherfucking square. <laughs> Yo, like, I just, like, had to do this video, y'all, with my, like, I'm standing here in this fucking little bikini and shit, and you see, like, look at this fucking body, man. Like, y'all can't fucking touch this. Like, like the fucking heat coming off this fucking pussy, y'all. You fucking want this pussy. You can't have this fucking pussy. You know who, who she reminds me of? The character in... Thank you, Thank you for coming. coming. I'll see you in hell. She reminds me of the character in an Eddie Murphy movie. God, which movie is it? Which movie is it? Where he's in the restaurant and the girl's trying to come onto him. And she's like, you can't handle this pussy. Pussy, pussy, pussy in the restaurant. That reminds me Ring of Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. <laughs> Thank you for the gifted sub, Overedge. Uh, I need to find that. I need to find that clip now so you can see that I'm not just making it up. It wasn't my imagination. I need to remember which movie it was, though. I'm sure somebody's clipped it. It's Boomerang. Boomerang! 
No, it's not coming to America. Boomerang, ladies and gentlemen, one of the most underrated Eddie Murphy movies of all time. Boomerang. Hey, listen. I know you were a little concerned about how the layout was going to be, but I'm picturing you in these beautiful white sand beaches, right? And these powder blue skies, crystal beautiful water. You stand in the middle of all of this looking breathtaking. So, when are we going to fuck? <laughs> what? According to Jacqueline, you are really great in bed. Oh, Jacqueline told you I was really good in bed. Oh, God, I miss Eddie Murphy. According to Jacqueline, you really know how to move your ass, you know? Oh, she told you I know how to move my ass in bed. Okay, okay. Uh, well, uh, I, I don't know what Miss what Jacqueline has told you, but it's not that kind of party, and I'd appreciate it if... Hey, what's the matter with you? Stop that! <laughs> Stop it. Will you stop it? Serious. <laughs> I mean, I don't believe this. You are going to turn down a pussy like this? <laughs> God, I miss Eddie so much. <laughs> For a brief moment in popular culture, we had Eddie Murphy unshackled you know what i mean and we'll never get the same again there's never going to be another eddie murphy in my opinion like for me he's up he's fucking up here i grew up fucking listening to eddie murphy watching eddie murphy i fucking love eddie murphy i guess a lot of people our age are in that boat too you know where a lot of the um a lot of the politically correct like overreach just doesn't make sense to us like i grew up watching fucking fresh prince of bel-air Fucking uh, Family Matters with Carl the Cop and fucking Stefan Sweet Thing, otherwise known as Steve Urkel, and fucking Eddie Murphy movies. I was well into high school by the time I found out about things like, oh, you can't appropriate and it's wrong to laugh at certain jokes. And I'm like, hang on, really? I've been laughing at these fucking jokes for 15 years. Why is it wrong all of a sudden? You know what I mean? So to a lot of us, this doesn't make sense. To younger people who didn't grow up watching fucking people like Eddie Murphy and shit, it does make sense to them because they didn't know any different. They don't know any better. They didn't have that experience of edgy boy Eddie Murphy doing fucking jokes about gays and stuff. They don't have that experience. But we'll never have that time again. And it's sad. Sorry, Ed Boogie, those shows were lame. I was a kid. <laughs> what were you watching when you were a kid? I'd like to know. I bet you were watching some fucking hokey fucking uh, hick shit like, you know, what, what's that show with the pig? Um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You were probably watching Beverly Hillbillies or something. Don't call, don't call my shows lame. So <laughs> you're probably watching Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Uh, we'll never have that moment again in time. Where Based Eddie was just allowed to say whatever he wanted, do whatever he wanted. And now now it's ruined. Green Acres, thank you very much. Green Acres. Brett Harris in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. Stop it. Will you stop it? Get out of here. I'm mad. I mean, I don't believe this. This is Cardi B. You are going to turn down. This is legitimately Cardi B. Pussy like this. You're going to turn down this pussy? Staring you smack in your face. No man can turn down this pussy. Will you stop it? I don't know any man that can refuse this. You pussy. <laughs> Stop saying pussy. People are eating in here. Pussy. 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 Pussy
trying to find our cat. Where is that cat? What's the matter with you? You don't like women? What's the matter with you? You don't like this pussy? You cannot have this pussy? No man is going to resist this pussy. Huh? Yes, that's it. I don't like women. I'm, I'm gay. Ah. Uh. Gay. You're not gay. You just don't want to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never have that time again. So where were we? Ah, oh, yes. Cardi B, ladies and gentlemen. The great Cardi B. Esto. So, <laughs> I have to do this video because I'm seeing that y'all putting this edited target picture of me looking like a motherfucking square. So, you know what I'm saying? I have to do this video because yesterday I posted a picture too spicy and the haters claimed that I was photoshopping it. So, now I gotta... Now I gotta... Now the haters claim I was photoshopping it. It's too spicy. Motherfuckers putting out their photoshop shit out there. You pussy, pussy, pussy. Show you this motherfucking body. Now, I know a bitch gained some weight, you know what I'm saying? Because I have to make the thighs match the motherfucking ass. You know? <laughs> How can you not like her? It's impossible not to like her. You know a bitch, you know bitch put on some weight because I had to make the thighs match the motherfucking ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? But I know. Yeah. I know you bitches. Ain't talking when y'all shake heels. You and I know you niggas bitches. ain't talking when y'all got sisters with bison backs. They have Katie Reid in the chat. They have to match boogs. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just scientific. They have to match. And y'all mothers is shaped like warruses. You know what <laughs> Listen, so she's talking. It's hard to translate Cardi sometimes, but you have to pay attention because she moves so fast. I think that, you know, centuries from now, when aliens come to Earth, they're going to find these videos of Cardi B. Bison backs, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> She's got away with words. That's the thing, right? So centuries from now, aliens are going to come to Earth. They're going to dig up all of these old um, Cardi B videos and they're going to say... She was a genius. Like, she's genius level. She communicated at a level that the rest of humanity couldn't follow, couldn't understand. She was ahead of her time. <laughs> See, we right now, we think that she's a little dense and a little shallow and a little bit eccentric, but that's because we're so underdeveloped. We haven't, we haven't evolved to her level yet, so it doesn't make sense to us. And when you don't understand something, you say that it's wrong. You say that it's stupid. You say that it's 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 backwards. But it's that's not the case. We're all backwards. She's highly evolved. She's the next level. No filter. She doesn't give a fuck. Talking about, but I know. Bison I know backs. you bitches ain't talking when y'all shaped like seals. And I know you niggas ain't talking when y'all got sisters with bison backs <laughs> and y'all mothers is shaped like walruses. Your your mothers are shaped like walruses. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I know y'all ain't body shaming me. Now I know I gained a little weight. Hold on, I'm I'm, I'm actually holding it in because I ate breakfast, lunch, and I ate some ice cream. Hold on. <laughs> back again, again. I'm back at it again. <laughs> she, she can have a laugh at herself as well. I don't know. I'd I'd go out with her. I'd buy her a drink. What about you? And it, it's kind of like. For a man, for a man like me, the way I would place Cardi B is like, it's a place that I would like to visit, but I wouldn't want to live there. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'd like to drop in for a few hours and then leave. 
and I'd like to be able to drop in from time to time, just spend the weekend there and then get the hell out and then go back to my normal life. But I wouldn't want to live there. I wouldn't want to be there all the time. That would be too much. Nice place to visit, bad place to live, I think. I'm actually holding it in because I ate breakfast, lunch, and I ate some ice cream. Hold on. (laughs) Kitty B in the the chat. She might drug you and rob you. Well, the joke's on her. I don't have any money. (laughs) She might drug you and rob you. You've got to watch your back. Watch your bison back. I'm back at it again. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter, though. A bitch got life or money. I got life. I'm sucking it in, but it doesn't matter though. Bitch got lipo money. Bitch got lipo money. Who cares? <laughs> Cardi B, ladies and gentlemen. Clapping back at the body shamers. All right. Let's do a bit of this. Let's have a bit of this fun. CNN, ladies and gentlemen. My personal favorite outlet. Uh, I was asked the other day, why don't I do more breakdowns of Fox News clips? The answer is simple. I don't watch Fox News. I have no interest in Fox News. I don't care about Fox News. I'm not interested in Fox News. I watch CNN and MSNBC. I read the New York Times. I read the Washington Post. That's what brings me joy. I like delving into what they do because it's fun for me. I don't care about Fox News. Every now and then I'll do a Fox News clip. When they fuck up, I'm like, okay, I found found one, but I don't go looking for it because it's not interesting. I'm not a I'm not a 72 year old with a urinary tract infection. Why would I watch Fox News? So, so let's have a look. Talking about the riots, ladies and gentlemen. Talking about the protests. Talking about race relations. Of course, I'm going to go to CNN to get the real good stuff, to get the real news, to find out what's really happening, who's really behind it, the news behind the news, the story behind the stories, ladies and gentlemen. And Kimmy in the chat. And British tabloids, of course, because it's trash. <laughs> and I love trash. Areola slip in the chat, Gypsy's saying. <laughs> just You've just got a hint of Areola. That's enough for Cardi. That's all you need. <laughs> Yo, motherfuckers, I know you ain't going to be body shaming me when your sisters have got bison backs and your mamas look like fucking walruses. I know I've been putting a little weight on, but that's okay. Bitch got lipo money. Motherfucker got lipo money. <laughs> What are you going to do? She's the best. <clears throat> all right. Let's find out who's really behind all the riots and the protests and the violence and the whatnot and the uh, the compassionate manifestation of fed up people who just want more equality. Let's have a look. President Trump is blaming the Antifa movement for much of the violence oh. we're seeing during these protests across the country. But what? we are now learning that online calls for action, calls ah. for violence attributed to Antifa, are in fact coming from elsewhere. And Ooh, and where would that elsewhere be? The Chiron tells the story. White supremacist groups pose as Antifa on Twitter. And the president's family buying into this online deceit. Let's bring in CNN's Donnie O'Sullivan. Uh, Donnie, walk us through what's happening here. That's right. Donnie O'Sullivan. John, on Sunday, the president went as far... That's right, John, not at all at all. You know, it was a lovely day out in the fields, farming the potatoes. We had some beautiful, wonderful potatoes, you know. And uh, as you know, the Roland Pete and all the Pete farms, oh, it's fantastic. And my father would be out there in the farms with the goats. And he said, you know, this Antifa thing is quite a problem. It's a very big problem with the Antifas. And I thought, you know what? It's obviously the white supremacist. The white supremacists have been screwing us over for a long time. As saying he would label Antifa a terrorist organization. Now, with that in mind, a tweet began circulating on Sunday. One tweet. (laughs) I love how people use one thing to disprove everything. It happens all the time. So 
a, a, a different friend sent me a picture. Uh, they sent me a story that Fox News had photoshopped a guy with a gun into a picture of Chaz. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, news news outlets do this kind of shit all the time. You know, this has been happening a lot over the last few years. They don't care about objectivity anymore. And the response was like, so obviously the Chaz thing is bullshit. I'm like, no, it's not bullshit. This particular picture, one guy was photoshopped in this particular picture of Chaz with a gun, but there are people with guns in Chaz. And they're like, well, no, it's bullshit. Look, Fox News doctored it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but there's 50 images for your one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this one image doesn't disprove everything. Like that's what you're using it for so you can stop thinking about it and pretending like it's not real and then you can go on your merry way saying it's debunked. Like, oh, this whole story is debunked. It's not a problem anymore. But that's really not the reality. Well, look, I found one thing that suggests that this whole thing doesn't exist, therefore I'm running with it. <laughs> I love how people do that. So this uh, this reporter, Donnie O'Sullivan, found it's like, you know what it's like? It's like baby's first troll account. Oh, Donnie. Donnie found a fake Antifa account. You, We all know the fake Antifa accounts. They're fucking hilarious on Twitter. We love the fake Antifa accounts. They're a riot. Pardon the pun. So... You know, he's found one fake Antifa account, which everybody knows is a troll at this point. And he's like, look, I've unearthed this huge conspiracy. <laughs> White supremacists are pretending to be Antifa on Twitter. It's like, yeah, we, we already knew that. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't mean that all uh, Antifa movements are a conspiracy concocted by the white supremacists, though. You understand that? It's a troll account. It's baby's first troll account. Oh, Donnie, you found a troll account. Oh, look at him. Look at him. He's he's doing a story about the troll Antifa account. Oh, isn't he gorgeous? No, no, I found the white supremacist. Yes, you did, little Donnie. Yes, you did. You're so clever. This is going up on the fridge. Oh, oh, isn't he gorgeous? Look at those chubby little chicks. Your mummy's little angel, aren't you, Donnie? Yes. You know, it was a great day. <clears throat> you know, as I stand here today in my... Little boy Donnie is getting married for the first time. Found a lovely girl. I remember the first time he came across his first Twitter troll account. It was a lovely day. And, you know, Donnie had been working very hard to find the white supremacists on the internet. And he came across an Antifa account. And you know what? My Donnie, my, my little Donnie is so smart. He's so clever. He came across this Antifa account and he thought, you know what? This doesn't look right to me. And everybody else was trying to tell Donnie, no, no, Donnie, this is the way it is. But Donnie, you know, Donnie is a... He's always been a very uh, explorative boy. He's always been a boy who would rather dive in. When everybody tells Donnie that he can't do something, you know, Donnie's the kind of guy to sit back, think about it for a while. Maybe he won't do it, but then sometimes he does. He's one of those guys. And so I was very proud of my Donnie that day. He discovered a troll Antifa account on Twitter, and he got on to CNN to talk about it, and it, it caused a whole bunch of people, maybe 300 people or however many were watching the show at the time, and it caused about 300 people to say that uh, none of it's true and it's all made by the white supremacists. I'm very, very proud of my Donnie. And we'd like to welcome him to the family. 
Sunday evening into Sunday night, and I think we can bring it up on screen. Let's bring it, it up, from Donnie. An account that said they were anti- Let's bring investigative journalism. For America, and it said, alert, tonight's the, tonight's the night, comrades. Tonight we say, F the city, and we move into residential areas, the white hoods, and we take what's ours. Now, that is obviously a clear call to violence, uh, but we have learned since uh, over the past 24 hours, Twitter telling us, that that account was not actually run by Antifa at all. It was, in fact, actually run by white nationalists. And white. White nationalists. <laughs> How would Twitter know who runs the account? How would Twitter know that a white nationalist runs the account, incidentally? Don't you find that a little odd? How can Twitter verify that a genuine Antifa member does, does or does not run a Twitter account? That's interesting. Yeah, Ambelina, exactly. Oh, Twitter said, oh. <laughs> How would they know? Seems a little strange. As our detective music plays in the background for Donnie, the investigative journalist. <clears throat> there I was. It was a cold night in Boston. My family had been here for a long time, but I still had an Irish exit. It helped me get on to American news channels like CNN. I was looking around on Twitter one night, and I came across this Antifa account. It didn't make sense to me. I know Antifa back to front. I know them like the back of my hand. Some of the guys I grew up with were in Antifa. Some of them didn't make it. I wasn't about to let this pass. I investigated, and I got in touch with Jack Dorsey. Yeah, Dorsey, you know the guy. Jack Dorsey, tall, lanky piece of shit got a beard looks like a hobo looks like he hasn't bathed in a month he's got billions of dollars what the fuck is he doing what's his problem so i got in touch with jack dorsey and i decided to do a little bit of investigation in turns out that this twitter account was not run by antifa at all it was run by a bunch of white supremacists yeah you heard me white supremacists they're all over the place you gotta watch them they're hiding under your bed they're hiding in your bag they're hiding around every corner they're behind every single antifa twitter account yeah the white supremacists yeah you know them the nazis the neo-nazis they're all over the place. The world needs to know about this truth. The world needs to know about this fucking conspiracy. I wasn't taking no for an answer. So, you know, I'm very proud of my Donny. He does great work. He does what he has to do. He looks for he looks for a, he looks for evidence. That's what he does. He's very factual, is my Donny. You know, the difference between the white supremacists and the Twitter people and the Antifas, it's like, it's not much difference at all. Even though they look a little different, taste a little different, it's kind of like they're the same thing, you know what I mean? They're kind of like the same, I don't know. A known white uh, supremacist group. Now, it's important to say that, you know, that doesn't mean that white. Antifa isn't involved in any uh, violence here in, in, in any way, uh, but what it does confirm is suspicions that white nationalists have been jumping on the Antifa white. movement in white. ways to try and stoke tension. Ah. And that tweet picked up a lot of traction. In mm. fact, it got picked up by the president's son, wow. Donald Trump Jr., who wow. shared the tweet from Antifa with his 2.8 million Instagram followers, obviously oh. believing it was real. And he said, absolutely insane. This was his- Obviously believing oh, it was real. Andrew Jackson with the rambling again. As your only YouTube moderator, I feel like it's my duty to inform you that the yeah. YouTube chat is currently self-spamming. Oh, really? Don't well, I'll wait while you stop everything and fix this issue. <laughs> Cross his arms. <laughs> Thank you very much, Andrew Jackson, for filling me in. Is there a problem with the YouTube chat? Really? 
How long has that been going on? Why didn't you? Uh, we're nearly two hours into the show here, Andrew Jackson. I'm, I'm afraid, why didn't you tell me earlier? I could have done something about it. Now it's too late. You mean you've been letting the spam in the chat for YouTube go for two hours and you didn't inform me? It's very irresponsible of my moderator over there on YouTube. Very disappointed in you, actually, Andrew Jackson. You know, it is on you as a moderator on YouTube to come directly to management when you encounter one of these problems. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. Like, you're supposed to be right here, post-haste. Why Censored with the Diamond says, Alert, YouTube chat is broken. Really? The YouTube chat's broken, is it? I had no idea. Why didn't you tell me earlier? I'd heard rumours. Apparently, uh, Andrew Jackson was complaining about the YouTube chat not that long ago, but I didn't believe it. I wasn't sure that it was true, but now apparently news is coming in. Look, I can't confirm that the YouTube chat is broken or not. I can't confirm that. I've heard stories about the YouTube chat being broken, but that's all I've that's all I've had. Um, <laughs> let's move on to the next one here. Have extremists infiltrated the protest, ladies and gentlemen? This is from June the second. Let's have a look. We all know there has been a lot of spectacle. Amberlina with the diamond says, "I think YouTube chat is broken." Just for your information. Oh, thank you, Amberlina. I had no idea. I didn't know. Really, the YouTube chat's broken. How long's that been going on? <laughs> we can keep this bit going. I don't care. We can do this bit constantly for the next half an hour or so. <laughs> really? All the YouTube chat's broken? <laughs> Kitty V in the chat. What is all this talk about YouTube chat? Are there people on YouTube? Apparently. I had no idea. <laughs> Come on. Let's find out who's behind all these protests. We investigated the troll Twitter account, Baby's first troll account on Twitter, and he found out that it wasn't really the people who were saying it was Baby. It's like, did you know, also, Donny O'Sullivan, did you know that there's a whole bunch of Twitter accounts out there that are parodies of real people? <gasps> oh. <laughs> Imagine being that. It seems that you have to be a fucking moron to get on TV now. I found a parody account. Oh, let's put him let's put him on prime time, CNN. Kimmy with the diamond, YouTube chat is over party. <laughs> ben K Veritas says, tell these weirdos D Live chat works fine. Solved. <laughs> Come on over to D Live. The water's fine. The water's fine over here. D Live's the front of the bus. YouTube's the back of the bus. It's your YouTube stream live. Apparently it is Trent Wave, and apparently I don't know if you're aware of this or not. It seems like there's some kind of problem with the chat over there. Trent Wave. Some people have been getting in touch and I've heard rumours, I've heard stories about the YouTube chat being broken. I can't confirm it though. I can't tell for sure. I think people are just having a laugh. They're having a giggle. They're having a little giggle at my expense trying to make out like the YouTube chat's broken. Over edge, whatever boogie spanked me tonight. It was great. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. There's more where that came from. Look at the size of this palm here. Look at this pan look at this palm here. Look at that. Everybody can get a spank. <laughs> Everybody can get a spank and I'll have plenty of fuel left over. Uh, <laughs> Alright, who's come on, who's behind who's behind the protests? Who's behind the riots? Baby found his first uh, Twitter troll account. 
let's see if we can dig a little deeper here. ...and finger-pointing over who the protesters it's are. finger-pointing. Far right, I love far some left, far who? Right. Drew Gray. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of debate about who the protesters are. Far right or far left? Um, uh, really? There's been debate about this? I, I didn't know that there was such a debate going. I didn't know that people were legitimately saying that the people protesting police brutality were the far right now. <laughs> Who knew? Look at all the far righties out there. Look at all the neo-Nazis out there with their Black Lives Matter shirts setting fire to Wendy's. This is a revelation. We are learning today, aren't we? Griffin investigates out front. Good. I want an investigation. Let's do an investigation. Search selected videos on social media. It's Uh easy to find young white men throwing rocks, breaking glass, looting. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! OT Marty, it's the KKK. Have a listen to this. If you search YouTube videos, it's so easy. All the videos are of young white men looting and throwing rocks. Griffin investigates out front. Wow. Search selected videos on social media. <laughs> I missed that the first time. Search selected videos. <laughs> if I put into YouTube... <laughs> Gypsy with a diamond. Thank you for stealing the diamond, Gypsy. I mean, where did you get the diamond, Gypsy? <laughs> Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? Boogie could spank five people at once. Exactly. And one more with the wrist. If you search selected videos on YouTube, <laughs> like it's like the strangest thing, man. If I put uh, white people throwing rocks in riots, you'll be amazed. I find videos of white people throwing rocks in a fucking riot. I have been searching selected YouTube videos all weekend. <laughs> And so in the YouTube search bar, I will put white people in riot. That's amazing. Look at all the white people in the riots. They're everywhere. (laughs) I don't even try anymore. Selected videos. We're very selective in how we look for our videos. And in the selective, in the small group of selective videos that we found, we found everything that we were looking for. Oh, well done. (laughs) <laughs> Donnie O'Sullivan was behind this investigation. You know he unearthed. He, did you know that Donnie O'Sullivan unearthed a troll Twitter account? No, I didn't know that. He's a special boy, isn't he? Oh yes, very special, very intelligent boy. Investigates out front. Search selected videos on social media. It's easy to find young white men throwing rocks, breaking glass, looting. And it can appear the protests over George Floyd's death have turned into an Antifa riot. It's not, according to elected officials. (laughs) According to the politicians. Now, (laughs) you have to take notes. When you search selected videos on YouTube, it's easy to find a whole bunch of white people throwing rocks. It might be easy to think that this is some kind of Antifa riot, but it's not according to the politicians. (laughs) Why even bother anymore? Why even bother anymore? Honestly. Which elected officials? Which elected officials are saying that this is not obviously an Antifa riot? Let's have a look. I don't have evidence. Oh, Keith Ellison. 
Show's over, folks. Keith fucking Ellis. Daryl Levin in the chat. Hi, Boogie. There's a problem with the YouTube chat. Please start over and fix. Okay, I'll do that. Start the show over again. <laughs> Keith Ellison, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it's easy to say that these people are why uh, these people are Antifa, but that's obviously wrong because I say so. As to where they're from or what their ideology may be. Uh -huh. Though Minnesota's governor said outsiders share the blame for the destruction, outsiders. CNN's review shows 80% of those booked into the jail in Minneapolis are local. All of them are going to get let go. CNN found no overt evidence any of them were linked to extremist groups. Historian Mark. Bur so we can find out that a, a an account on Twitter is run by a white supremacist. But we can't find out anything about the people that we arrest who are actually throwing bricks through windows. Okay. Makes sense to me. Makes total sense. Are you keeping up? <clears throat> now, you may remember this guy that they're about to go... Now, let nobody... People, people like to accuse CNN of not being impartial and not being objective. That's not fair. If you're talking about whether or not Antifa is involved in riots and looting and setting fire to things and paying people off and getting involved in uh, the most recent spate of violent interactions, who better to ask than the professor? Oh, look at me. I'm rambling again. <laughs> Give me with a diamond. YouTube chat has a special message for you. Okay, what's a special message? Thank you, YouTube. Each time I see you again. <laughs> A little bit of Patsy Klein from Kimmy. Apparently, the YouTube chat's have experiencing some kind of problem. I'm not if you're I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not. Apparently, they're having some kind of problem over on YouTube. <laughs> Thank you for the donation, Kimmy. Um, so who better to get in when we're talking about whether or not Antifa is involved in any way, shape or form in the current riots, which is obviously being done by white supremacists, as we figured out, because we found one troll account on Twitter. Uh, that's all the evidence we need to move forward with this hypothesis. Who better to get in than the guy who literally wrote a book, a professor who literally wrote a book called The Anti-Fascist Handbook? <laughs> I'm not joking. This professor, this professor that CNN is about to go to to ask his opinion is literally the guy who wrote the book called The Anti-Fascist Handbook. They will even flash it up on the screen. Have a look at this. Bray wrote the Antifa Handbook. He and wrote the Antifa Handbook. That is neither Antifa nor anarchist. <laughs> if you look at the images, um, some groups may be organized, but there's plenty of individuals or groups of friends who are simply frustrated about the continual police murder of black people and and uh, have given up hope, it seems, on the ability of the system to reform itself. That's what's happening here. <laughs> Just groups of friends. Just groups of friends who have given up hope. <clears throat> Just groups of concerned individuals. Uh, another one from CNN, ladies and gentlemen. Let's keep it going. In the trio of videos I found for you in regards to Antifa and the current riots, 
Uh, this one from CNN is called What Antifa Members Are Doing During Protest. Let's have a look. Obviously good things, I assume. People say that they are Antifa because they mean that they're anti-fascist and now people think it's a gang. I don't really know how it happened. Things kind of just got out of control. What Antifa has become to President Trump, it has been a boogeyman. Antifa is not an organization, it's an ideology, it's a belief system. It is basically means that you are against fascism. If you are against fascism, you are Antifa. It's that simple. It's just that simple. Simple. Like, it's got nothing to do with uh, the training, the tactics, right? It's got nothing to do with meetings. It's got nothing to do with uh, literally figuring out how to entice uh, people into violence. It's got nothing to do with optics. It's got nothing to do with media. It's got nothing to do with secretive communication techniques, right? which we all know exist. It's got nothing to do with organising. It's got nothing to do with showing up at places. It's got nothing to do with hurling projectiles. It's got nothing to do with setting fires. No, no, no. If you're against fascism, you're Antifa. Oh, good. <laughs> it's that easy. It's that simple. We, we are all Antifa. Hashtag, we are all Antifa. These are some of the very small number of anti-fascists willing to talk on camera. Right. Most stay anonymous to avoid becoming a target as they fight white nationalism. Somewhere <laughs> OT, Marty, if you believe in God, you're a Christian. What? <laughs> all black and cover their faces, which can make them seem like a shadowy gang to outsiders. It can make them seem like a shadowy gang to outsiders. She literally said outsiders. <laughs> like, it's so weird. It's so weird that the way the people treat Antifa, right? Because here you have a group of people who are very secretive, who remain anonymous, who go out all dressed in black, who only communicate with each other, who don't talk to anybody else. They keep to themselves, they're engaged in operations, and that can make them seem like some kind of weird shadowy gang. <laughs> but really, they're very nice people who have tea and crumpets with their nanas. <laughs> you, you just don't get to see that side of it because you're not in the fucking group. Outsiders, ladies and gentlemen. Most stay anonymous to avoid becoming a target as they yeah. fight white nationalism. Yeah. Some wear all black and cover their faces. Some. Which can make them seem like a shadowy gang to outsiders. Yep. Some federal officials have accused Antifa of being a major cause of violence in the nationwide protests. How dare the they? Of How dare they? While a few Antifas have been arrested, most are doing things like looking out for white supremacists or serving as street medics. Want to hear it again? <laughs> They're just really nice guys. They're just really, really nice guys. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> 
What the fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> serving... <laughs> Rocket America in the chat's like, serving what? I'm like, they're serving as street medics. <laughs> fuck, man. Rusty with the diamond. Thank you. Follow the Iceman double four double three on D Live, ladies and gentlemen. DLive.tv slash Iceman double four double three. See the black guy, the white supremacist? It's real. Oh, of course it's real, Rusty. Of course it's real. <laughs> she said fed several federal authorities have blamed Antifa for, you know, violence and stuff. But <clears throat> in reality, only a few Antifa members have been arrested. Most of them are just on the lookout for white supremacists and are acting as street medics. They're healers. <laughs> They're healing people, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> They're street medic. Street medic. When did that become a thing? A street medic. What are you doing out here on the street? Making people better? Okay, on your way. <laughs> like, if we just put a red cross on our, on our suitcase, nobody's going to open it and find the Molotov cocktails. I think that's the way it works as following the killing of George wow. Floyd. While a few anti-fascists have been arrested, most are doing things like looking out for white supremacists or serving as street men. <laughs> exactly. Winning TV with a diamond. They're just a sweet bunch of lads trying to help out. <laughs> Look, medic, medic, don't, don't arrest me. I'm a medic. You heard of Antifa? Antifa, yeah. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Is that you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, one, of, I'm one of many. Daryl Lam No, you're not. <laughs> Saying you're part of Antifa does not make you part of Antifa. This guy's a CNN fucking, um, he's a CNN panelist regularly, this guy. Yeah, you heard of Antifa? That's me. You clout chasing bitch. <laughs> you're not Antifa. Come on now. Don't fucking lie to me, bro. Lamont Jenkins has been an anti-fascist for about three decades. Really? I've met a lot of anti-fascist activists. This girl used to work for Vox, if I'm not mistaken. Ellie for Reeve. About three decades. I've met... Yeah, she's, she definitely used to work for Vox. I, I'm pretty sure. So she's obviously gone up in the world. She's been promoted to CNN. A lot of anti-fascist activists in different cities, they're almost all white, even though they're fighting white supremacy. They are using their white privilege to affect some change. Ladies and gentlemen, step right up and see all the clowns here on mainstream corporate media. That's right, it's Clown World. Honk, honk. You can't get enough of Clown World. Here in Clown World, we're against the white supremacists. We're for the anti-fascists. You don't have to be anything to be an anti-fa member except be against the fascists. But sir, what about all the white people who seem to be anti-fascists? Great question, little Timmy. I'm glad you asked. You can be an anti-fascist too. You have white privilege. I have white privilege, but I was born in a fucking hospital with no parents and I was abandoned at birth and left in a dumpster. That doesn't matter. You've still got unearned white privilege. You can use your white privilege to fight against white supremacy. That's great. Can I be an Antifa member too? Sure. You might even get a job at CNN at the end of it. Yay! 
Hey, everybody, it's fucking Clown World. We're throwing bricks, we're setting fire to buildings, we're shooting people in the street. We're fighting against supremacy and fascism. Woohoo! Yay! Fuck a duck. <laughs> Daryl Lamont Jenkins. What an asshole. Anti-fascist activists in different cities, they're almost all white, even though they're fighting white supremacy. They are using their white privilege to affect some change. They are able to go into areas that I and others would not be able to go ah, into. Right. White people have to be involved in fighting racism, in fighting white supremacy. Anti-activists that are out there and are white are the best weapon that everybody has right now. They're a weapon. You're a weapon. You're, you're a tool. <laughs> Guns are a tool. It's a tool of law enforcement. White people are the best weapon we have against the white people. I've got to applaud his honesty. I like his honesty. Right now. But <laughs> foggy in the chat. Areas you can't go into, like a gym. <laughs> if you are a white ally, <clears throat> yep. remember that you still have to follow the lead of people of color. <laughs> and then they show the guy throwing a bike through a window. That's that's cute. That's very cute. <laughs> So the white people are the best weapons we have in the fight against white supremacy. But if you are a white person and you're on our side, I'm on your side. Just remember, you're taking a back seat, bitch. We running this shit. We running this fucking show. <laughs> you do what we say when we say it. You're our weapon. You're not our leader. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> do what you're told. Oh, isn't it good? Oh, isn't it grand? Isn't it fantastic? I, can I be a, can I be an Antifa member? Yes, of course you can, little Timmy. Racism in fighting white supremacy. Anti-activists that are <laughs> out there and are white are the best weapon that everybody has right now. But if you are a white ally, remember that you still have to follow the lead of people of color. Okay, you be my boss. President Trump suggests. Is it okay if I throw this back through my window, boss? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Now you see here, boss, I'm just a poor white guy. Is it okay if I pick up this brick now and throw it through the window store? Is that okay, boss? Did you want me to set fire to the auto zone, my boss? <laughs> I'm just a simple white guy. I'm just trying to do what's best for the community. I take my orders from Daryl here. Daryl's gonna tell me what I should do. Daryl, did you want me? Did you want me to fight the white supremacists by by setting fire to this uh, fast food restaurant? Is that what you wanted, boss? I'll do whatever you say, boss. I don't want to get in no trouble. <laughs> I'm just here to be an ally. I'm just here to make. I'm just here to make the world a better place. Why don't y'all? Why don't y'all take the lead and tell me where you want me? Okay. Did Antifa spark the rioting amid protests? He tweeted that he would designate it as a terrorist organization. Ooh. Though mm. he doesn't have the legal authority to do that to a domestic group. Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, Antifa is domestic now. It's not. It's not. Antifa is not domestic. Antifa is European. 
it's it, it's literally short for anti-fascista. Right? It's not anti-fascist. It's anti-fascista. The American fucking idiots in Antifa even chant anti-fascista. And they don't understand that they're not chanting in English. <laughs> that anti-fascista. Antifa. Anti-fascista. Antifa. It's a European organization. But whatever. Let's not let details get in the way of a good story. Also promoted a conspiracy theory that the 75-year-old protester who was pushed down by Buffalo police could be Antifa. Uh. What do you think about the president targeting Antifa? He's an idiot. Does it make you worried, though? He's an idiot. (laughs) Good answer, bro. (laughs) What do you think about the president targeting Antifa? He's an idiot. Okay. Glad, I'm glad we got that sorted out. Done. Oh, because Antifa's not a group. Uh, it's not like everybody sits in like some basement. He's right. Talking about how to overthrow the fascist like regime. I walked around picking up trash yesterday behind the protest. I'm just a simple street medic, boss. <laughs> I'm just trying to make the world. I'm just trying to help you out, boss. I'm just trying to go around and heal all the people who have been unfairly targeted by the policeman. Mm-hmm. That's what Antifa looks like. Is Antifa going into these protests and causing violence? I'm just a simple healer, Bob. Getting people to start looting. No, no, that's not us. No. Well, some... Uh, us. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Cloud World! No, that's not us. Us. Antifa have been known to start fistfights at white power rallies in the past. (laughs) They've been known to start fistfights at white power rallies. <laughs> well, of course. Of course they have. They're fighting the white supremacists. Don't you get it? Police departments across the country cite gangs and local criminal groups as no. the main sources of rioting and looting during the recent demonstrations. Experts say trying to blame the violence at these protests on outside agitators like Antifa is an old trope to delegitimize why people are protesting in the first place. Oh, my. God. <laughs> now, are you keep are you keeping track of this? <sighs> okay, so who the experts are, I've got no fucking idea, but she's referring to experts, so let's take it at face value. Now, now, hear me out here. Let's play it one more time and then we'll break down this fucking sentence. Have a listen have a listen to this. This is CNN, by the way. Main sources of rioting and looting during the recent demonstrations. Uh-huh. Experts say trying to blame the violence at these protests on outside agitators like Antifa is an old trope to delegitimize why people are protesting in the first place. (laughs) It's about delegitimizing white people. Literally. So it's an old trick. It's an old technique. It's an old trope. It's a little scheme. It's a little scam. So (laughs) trying to blame riots and looting on outside groups is an old trick of, it's an old trick of the white supremacists, you see. 
to try and delegitimize the fact that white people are protesting. Wow. <laughs> no, no, no. But see, if you if you actually give it like two seconds of thought, you'll notice that it's not really... Nobody's trying to delegitimize the fact that white people are protesting. In fact, that's what the criticism is in the first place. That when you look at Antifa, it's a bunch of fucking white people. Nobody's trying to de- delegit... That's, that's actually the main point that people have. <laughs> we're out here for... We're out here because Black Lives Matter and everybody goes, look, it's a whole bunch of white people out there. Oh, you're just trying to delegitimize the fact that white people are protesting. No, 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 I'm actually trying to point to it. I'm actually trying to point it out and say, look at all the white people out there protesting. <laughs> Shut up. You're just trying to make out like there's no white people there. <clears throat> but then remember the last story? If you look at select videos on YouTube, you'll see that there's a whole bunch of white people out there. Oh, look, there's a whole bunch of white people out there. <laughs> Stop trying to say that there's no white people out there. No, I'm saying the opposite. Shut up, Nazi. <laughs> I'm entirely convinced at this point that the modern world, the clown world that we were talking about before is, you know, people say, oh, things are crazy. Things are crazy. The craziness is manufactured. It's supposed to make you crazy. You're supposed to doubt everything. Like you're supposed to doubt everything. We've talked about information apocalypse before. You're supposed to think that you're going nuts. That's the end goal of this. That you are so crazy and you are going insane and therefore you can't trust what your own eyes tell you. That's the point. So at the end of it, we're all like a huddled mass quivering in the corner, pissing ourselves, drooling, going, I don't know, I don't know know what to say. I don't know. I can't say anything. I can't do anything. I can't speak. I can't talk. I don't know what's right. I don't know what's wrong. And then they just come around and pop, 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 pop you. You know, it's easy. No history, no culture. No understanding, no language, no relationships. Just be isolated and alone and be afraid to talk, be afraid to act, be afraid to do anything. Just fucking sit in a corner and piss yourself until it's all over. And then we'll let you know what you can and can't do. Big talk here. Real talk. So for me, the only antidote to that is to laugh at it. Laugh in their face and say how ridiculous it is. Getting angry doesn't help. Getting angry doesn't fucking change anything. Getting angry is what they want. You're far better off if you can find the humor in it. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the ride. It's not ending anytime soon. It's going to be around for a while. You know, you might have hopes and dreams for like one day the world becoming like a fucking place with like common sense and everybody's awake and stuff. I'm telling you, that'll never happen. There's always going to be more stupid people than smart people. That's why smart people are different because they're different from all the stupid people. So if you're a smart person, do your best to act like a dumb person for as long as possible. (laughs) Don't stand out in the crowd because you will be chased into the cornfield. And when I say smart, I don't even mean particularly intelligent. I mean just smart enough to look at this shit and go, nah, nah, this is bullshit, this. This is garbage. This is grade A garbage here. And I won't swallow it. But instead of getting angry, just laugh. Laugh at it because it's so insane. It's so ridiculous at this point. 
what uh, what other option do you have? Genuinely. At least we'll be able, like I said last week, at least we'll be able to tell each other good stories in the gulags. <clears throat> at least we'll have that on our side. <clears throat> With that, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of tonight's program. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of the Daily Boogie podcast on a Wednesday night. Like I said, I may come back tomorrow on a Thursday night to do a 6pm, but I, I'm not sure what to, I'm, I'm not sure if I will or not. I'm going to talk to some people, see what the people want to do. Maybe I can talk to some other people and see if we can do something else. I'm not sure. We'll see what happens. Thursday night is an open question, and I'll talk to some people behind the scenes and see what can be done. But uh, And I may be back on Friday. I'm not sure. But in the meantime, don't forget to follow our friends. Uh, at Real Person PLTCS, for one. Uh, Chris Mack. We haven't given Chris Mack a shout-out for a while. Give Chris Mack a follow. He's a... He's a He's a lovable old guy. He's a devout Christian who interviews some really fucking crazy people on his show, and it's always good fun. So I, I caught a Chris Mack show the other day because I haven't watched one for a while. I'm like, oh, let's see what Chris Mack's doing. And he had some fucking guy on there who was CIA talking about some crazy shit, and I'm like, oh, okay, wow, just eating my popcorn. <laughs> so give Chris Mack a follow. He does good stuff. Uh, Why Censored, UK Neil, Mr. America, the beer of truth. Over Edge, thank you for the diamond. Thank you for the diamond over edge. Fun show. Well, thank you. It's only fun because you're here. Don't forget as well, ladies and gentlemen, Joy of Pessy, JJ Stoner, who I missed Widget Midget, Midget Wednesday. Widget Wednesday. I missed Midget Wednesday today. I'm going to go back and watch the replay of that now. Uh, Irrational Times, I think, will be on in about half an hour, as will Coffee Talk with Sandra. And then after that, maybe there might be a night wave. We don't know yet with everybody's favorite lover of French women, Mersh, who needs to be approved for partnership on DLive post-haste trip if you're listening as a <clears throat> as a person who has made partner on this fine platform i can assure you that you won't regret handing out that partnership badge to a guy like mersh all of my personal interactions with mersh have been positive except for the negative ones <laughs> just kidding they've all been negative just kidding they've all been positive just kidding just give the guy a fucking partnership um so that may be on at 10 o'clock tonight i'm not sure don't forget to follow our other friends. Uh, Frozen Asian was in the chat before earlier, ladies and gentlemen. Frozen Asian spent D. I, I mentioned Joy Pessy. Major Tom, who joined us on Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Winning TV in the chat. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for your contributions. Everybody, thank you for your contributions on DLive. Like I said, I may be around tomorrow night. We'll see what happens. But if not, then I might be back on Friday. And if not, then I'll be back on Monday. Uh, Trenton Wade, give Trenton Wade a follow. Semper Reloaded, ladies and gentlemen. Henry St. George Tucker Bumper with the diamond says, don't forget to fix the YouTube chat. There's something wrong with the YouTube chat? I had no idea. I had no idea. Yes, I'm going to open the chest. We jackpotted the chest tonight. Over a thousand lemons in the chest. Let's see how that goes. <clears throat> why not? Because why not? We'll celebrate. So thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to tell me about your upcoming weekend, then don't. But if you must, then you can follow me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Thank you to everyone who contributed tonight on DLive. Thank you for sharing the show out. Until next time, guys, stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.